Welcome to another episode of Team Anywhere, where CEOs, leaders, and experts at building teams, companies, organizations, and amazing cultures share how to lead from anywhere in the world. I'm your co-host on the East Coast, Judy Bianco Mathis. And I'm your co-host on the West Coast, Mitch Simon. And we invite you to join us to Team Anywhere. What might be happening when your team isn't delivering as much as it used to, when your team members are exhausted, or when your team isn't being as innovative as you need them to be? According to Energy Leadership Index Master Practitioner, Rebecca Ahmed, your team needs energy. On the podcast, Rebecca shares with us how to source your energy and the energy of everyone on your team, how to raise your level of energy, and the benefits you will have by heightening the team's energy as you team anywhere. Hello and welcome to another episode of Team Anywhere. I'm your co-host on the West Coast, Mitch Simon, and on the East Coast, our amazing, brilliant, beautiful co-host, Dr. Virginia Bianco Mathis. Ginny, how are you today? Well, I'm great. Good to hear that I'm beautiful, but no one can see that. Today on the podcast, we're excited to have Rebecca Ahmed, award-winning speaker, business consultant, and an energy leadership index master practitioner and someone who has led HR operations for companies with over 16,000 employees. Rebecca, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning. So our first question is, and it always is, what has surprised you the most over the last two years? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Over the last two years, what has surprised me the most? I would say the shift in the workplace. We are seeing a huge shift about commercial real estate, how we use the office, how we interact with each other, communicate. I don't think anything's changed as drastically as the workplace has. Okay, I'll ask a personal question. What has surprised you about you? What have you learned about yourself that you were like, gosh. I like to sleep. I never slept before. So before COVID, I was like, I only need like four hours. My dad was like that. He's a cardiologist. And then during COVID, I had nowhere to zoom off to. So I said, you know what? I'm going to sleep a little bit more. Now I know how much I love it. (laughs) Right. I love the way you use the word zoom there. That was kind of like ironic. (laughs) So before we get into any more questions, you are an energy leadership index master practitioner. What is that? Yes. So I went to IPEC and learned all about leading with energy. And so I come with a lot of energy, if you can probably quickly tell. I love it. And I really wanted to understand when you ask people, what is the gift that I bring? So these are different exercises we do in coaching. And when you consistently see everyone say, you come with energy, energy, energy. I want to understand this. So I went to school for a year and became certified in understanding energy leadership through IPEC school, which was also recognized by the International Coaching Federation. And I found that when you can understand your energy, you can make shifts so that your energy can work for you versus against you. And so many people always say, how do you accomplish so much in one day? And I'm saying, because using my energy, I'm using it for me versus against me. And that's just so powerful and fun, (laughs) to be honest. Okay, great. So I know that uh, there are a lot of experts who are diving into energy. I think it's Dan Pink or the Heath Brothers right now. Can you share what might we not recognize about it, but we should start to recognize about energy? 
Yeah, there's a couple things. So when I'm defining personal energy, I'm saying the vigor or the capacity that you have towards a goal, towards an action. And so when you understand your emotional, physical, mental energy, your vigor towards that, you're able to make shifts in your perspective because your energy comes from your perspective, how you see things. And that's what your history, how you were raised, nature versus nurture. But by understanding that, you're able to say, oh, let me look at this differently. And that is really powerful, especially in a setting where you're working with other people or communicating. And I think that's the difference that people don't talk about. They just look for it more on the health side, like working out. And yes, these are all things that bring you more energy. But understanding how you personally can make shifts is where the power comes in. So you're saying your perspective will shift your energy, not your energy will shift your perspective. So can you give us examples of what types of perspectives would lead to, let's say, good energy or a lack of energy? So if you look at this challenge as just a challenge and say, I can't do this, this is too much. Think about even COVID. The initial reaction from a lot of people is, I'm not able to do this. I don't want to go to work. I can't cope. But if you looked at it as, where is the opportunity? If you got curious and said, what can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? That's a shift in perspective. How you live your day, how you do everything that day will change. And that's the really the cool thing is like when you think about people like having a bad day and saying they fall out of the bed on the wrong side, you can just pop back in that bed and go on the other side if you want to. But a lot of people don't. And they'll be like, I will drag this all day long with me. <laughs> and so we talk when I work with my clients and I work with organizations, I talk a lot about that. It's like, where are you and where do you want to go? Because you have that power. That's really cool. Yeah, and for those people who put their bed by the wall, that's a tough one. <laughs> Are those people who fall out of bed in the middle of the night? I've heard those stories. So could you share with us other perspectives that someone can create that would in fact give them more energy? Just to follow it along, some more examples. Yeah, I'm a millennial. I talk a lot about different millennials and how we like to collaborate. And collaboration is a form of energy. So you get creative when you can bounce ideas off of each other. I work with a lot of Gen Zs, for instance, and they really work in the digital space and collaboration is important, but it's not, you don't have to actually be there to be doing that. And so I think they lead a lot with like entrepreneurship or that curiosity I talked about by asking questions to understand someone else's perspective. And I love Gen Z so much because they're finding themselves and they're trying to define themselves. And I've never seen more definitions in any generation to say, this is who I am and how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking. Everything about it. When you go on an app, you're like, there's 27 classifications here. It's that curiosity that's really leading them. And coming from hospitality, you are someone who leads with service, someone who loves to really care for others. That's a big energy boost as long as you're able to prioritize your own needs. So these are different levels of energy. There's actually seven of them. And I'm talking about the higher levels because that's really where you start seeing people fly. They get into flow. They get really excited and energized. Rebecca, is this a fair thing to say that consequently to shift my energy, I perhaps need to identify what are those things where I get energy? So you mentioned the millennial and the millennial likes to collaborate. So if I'm sitting here and I'm not feeling it, well, that's because I'm not collaborating. Let me get two people on a Zoom call because that's going to give me energy. Maybe energy is a short spurt of listening to music. Do I not have to identify so then I can make the choice to shift the perspective? 
You're absolutely right. Sometimes listening to music, it could be when you look at your calendar, especially people who work from home, they'll say, I have no breaks and I feel exhausted. By putting in those breaks, like listening to music, maybe like a quick little 10 minute comedy, calling your family member, these little pieces will bring you energy throughout the day. So you are more sustainable. Absolutely. But you do need to identify those. And everyone's different. It takes some energy to identify the energy that gives you energy. So it's fun, right? So like lean into what you love, lean into what brings you joy naturally. And you'll start to see, oh, I'm more energized when I do that. That's just a natural thing that'll come up. Obviously, as you start digging in deeper to make bigger shifts, but little things like that will change your day quickly. And you don't need to spend hours trying to figure it out. Yeah. If you really want to achieve the things that you want to achieve, that you have energy to get there. And to mm-hmm. do that, you would want to identify those things which actually boost your energy. You have to do a little work there to mm-hmm. figure it out. But I know this morning, I did an eight o'clock in the morning call or workshop or whatever. And I knew that I needed to go listen to some rap music because before eight o'clock, it took me a little bit, YouTube, where's the rap music? And then I was good. And that created energy for me. That was your energy boost. I love that. And look what you did. You then build your infrastructure to make it easier for you to tap into it. So I would guess, Mitch, there's a button you can push somewhere that goes to your rap music, right? (laughs) A button I can push to watch some people dancing. Mm -hmm. That is what gives me energy. And to your point, I didn't realize that until the other night. My daughter, I sent her a text said, oh my God, so you think you can dance is on again. And she says, you have no idea. You do this every year. You send me this note. This really excites you. Wow. And now I'm going to build that. I'm a former dancer. But watching it takes me back and it gives me energy. If we move this to an organization, which probably where Mitch is going soon, identifying with your team, what are our energizers? Mm-hmm. and then creating the realities and space for that. Yeah, I could see that. Having a list, because we love putting these tools together. I'm sure you have it as well, Rebecca, is having a list of everybody on the team and what gives each person energy. Absolutely. Then you can speak to what motivates them because how you're motivated is going to inspire you to be more energized and drive yourself towards your goals. But if you're not aligned and you don't know what really makes people tick and gets them excited, it's like running against mud. How long can you do that? It's not sustainable. And when you look at so many people, when they say I'm exhausted at work, that's what they're doing. They're running in quicksand or they're running in mud. It's like, let's just remove that. Great. Okay. So you mentioned different levels of energy. And I know before this podcast, we talked about this and I was absolutely fascinated by those different levels of energy. So can you take us through those seven levels? Absolutely. So we'll start with level one, which is the lowest level of energy. I call this the safety zone. Because in level one, what your body, what your head, those little voices in your head, what they're doing is telling you, don't take risk, be safe. And that's where a lot of self-doubt comes, a lot of fear comes, and that's okay. You need that. Every single level of energy, every zone has an advantage and a disadvantage. So the advantage of level one is saying, don't cross the street until it gives you the little walk sign. Don't mitigate risk where you need to mitigate risk. But also it'll be where, hey, don't take this challenge. Don't jump out of this. You have a new opportunity at work. Ooh, don't do that. That's going to be scary. And you have to recognize, okay, that's going to come up. Thank you for that concern. Thank you for putting that risk out in front of me to evaluate, but I'm going to make a different choice. 
And that's where you start going up. So when you go to level two, level two is actually where most organizations sit between level two and level three. Level two specifically is about conflict. It's about powering through, pushing through that stress. The pro about that is someone's coming at you. You need to be able to react quickly, right? Bear in the woods. You're not going to be like, oh, let me see how we can chat and how we can build rapport. Level two is really important when you need those moments to push through things, but it's not sustainable, right? When I talked about running through mud, that's that level two energy. It's constant conflict. And then when you get to level three, level three is the first level of energy that starts really becoming constructive versus destructive. But level three is all about that silver lining. And it's a beautiful energy to get you out of level one and level two when you're just really icky and saying, where can I find the silver lining? Where can I find the positivity in this space? And that's such a great gift. The challenge is, is that, and especially from COVID, people will sit in level three and they'll be like, how's work? It's fine. How's home? I'm fine. How are the kids? They're fine. You can live in level three and just be fine. And that is scary because it's not thriving. That's not excitement. And I have to remind people, especially with level three, because you're so good at telling yourself, it's fine. Don't poke the bear. Like it's fine. But this is where you can start making shifts. And so level four is about caring for others. Coming from hospitality, I opened up Encore, Cosmopolitan, so many properties. And especially last year, I was speaking for Caesars and to really work with people in hospitality to see how much they lead with level four, like how much they care about their team, care about their customers, care about everyone. It's just so beautiful. But with level four, the disadvantage is if you're just constantly caring and like giving out what I like to kind of call, let's say you have a basket of flowers and you just keep giving it out. Like what happens to your basket? It's empty. You need to prioritize your energetic needs just as much as others to be able to constantly give that attention and care that you love so much. Before we get to level five, you've used the bear metaphor twice. You've got to have a bear metaphor for level four. <laughs> Can you tell it's my favorite animal? <laughs> I was thinking about throwing in a Care Bear here. When we get to level five, I just want you to be thinking about a bear. I, I always say I'm like a bear to my team. I'm the mother. I'm like, anyone who messes with my cubs, man. That's not being the oldest of nine. It just happens when yes, you have that many nine, You are the oldest of nine. That is just amazing. I have one sister, seven oh. brothers. Where'd the sister pop up? Was she like... <laughs> She is number five. I number usually five. refer to everyone as numbers. <laughs> it becomes easier. <laughs> Did you have the most energy of the nine children? Oh, absolutely. If you ask my family, they're like, she's exhausting at times. She can keep on going. <laughs> All right. On track to level five is what? Level five is really that leading with curiosity. So when you are leading with level five energy, you're looking at everything as an opportunity to grow an opportunity to learn. So challenges become opportunities and you're able to make that shift quite quickly rather than letting a challenge kind of weigh you down. I'm trying to think of a bear and a honeypot for some reason now that you've got this bear thing going. Level six is creativity, collaboration. That's energy. Chiksamahali, I don't know if I said his name right, but he wrote an entire book on flow and that's level six energy. That's that creativity zone, that creation zone. And then level seven is just an energy you can tap into. I like to call this the climactic energy, right? So it's those aha moments that you're like, I got it. I got this innovative idea or I had this out of body experience that was just like, wow. And those moments that you, especially when you're playing in five and six, you'll have hits of these seven that are just super energizing and super innovative. And they make your day just so much more fun. How would you create level five, six, seven in your day? 
Yeah. So leading with curiosity, leading with the questions of where is this an opportunity? What can I learn here? How can I grow from this? Because once you do that, then you start to collaborate with people around you, right? You just get excited and start bouncing ideas off of, or you call your family member. You might call your husband, your wife, your brother, and be like, what do you think of this? Like this challenge came up, but now it's an opportunity. My brothers and I do that with each other all the time in the workplace. And we have such different roles. I love learning about even international tax law. My brother, number two, that's what he does. He actually makes that super interesting for me because I'm always learning in that space. That is not my space. I love that. So can you share with us how you've worked with companies to raise the level of a team or a company? Jeannie and I are very fascinated with leadership, very fascinated with teams. How would you do this with a team or how have you done this with a team? So what I've done is we administer an energy leadership assessment So what that does is it tells me how is the team operating? So I will see on an individual level, or I can do it on a 360 basis to see how is this team working together? What type of energies are they using? And so if I see a team that's really in a stress place and they're really just every day is exhausting, their level two's popping up a lot, I'll have a lot of conversations. And the first one is, what do you value? What excites you? How do you lead your life? What values do you like? lead in your life. And then we can energize those because that speaks to those motivators. What I'll do is then say, okay, if this person values fun, if someone values fun and they really want their workplace to be that, if it's a very stressful environment, they're not going to operate really well. So how can you shift the office to have these energetic moments of fun? I think about when someone is innovative, if they're not given the space to be creative, how can you create an innovative environment? And so these different shifts that you're able to do because you're speaking to the motivators will get the team working together to be able to go towards that same goal. That's where those perspective shifts come in, especially when you don't see eye to eye. It's not going to see the same perspectives, but it's about respecting each other's values and saying, we're all going towards this end goal. How can we do it most efficiently and using energy that's going to get us there in a space that we're excited about? I love it. And so my next question is lines up really with this is I am going to have my next meeting or workshop with the entire team and I want to create level five, six or seven. How would I look at it? And then what would I do so that for the next hour with my team, I'm going to get them at like level five, six or seven. So let's say you have a project, you have a challenge or project that you need to work through and you really want to look at five, six or seven. So first is leading with that curiosity. So how can we learn from this project? What do we want to accomplish out of here? Leading with a lot of questions, right? Digging deep and then collaborating together to say, here's this one end goal that we've established together. And now let's work with each other's motivators or values and say, we can now leverage each other's tools, leverage each other's natural capabilities to be able to get in this space that you are flowing. And everyone's going to be in different ways. Someone might be more mathematical or analytical and you might need to speak to them. And that's what they focus on. Someone might be the person that loves to present and really focus on the presentation piece, like focus on that creativity for them. Everyone has different tools that they have in their pockets. Let them have fun with those. And that's how you really get into that space with that team. I love it. So it sounds like you need to have a conversation with your team about energy. You give them this inventory, even share the results, have them identify, well, given that dealing with numbers, like your number two brother, is energizing. So great. 
we're going to be looking for you to contribute in that way, to create an excitement around, have that discussion with each member, and then move into, all right, now let's start tackling this project. Absolutely. And you see what you just said, it was so perfect because you'll see transparency and personalization. Mm -hmm. If everyone understands where they're coming from, what they value, what each other's value, they'll start speaking to that. They have respect in that space. And then you realize it's not a one size fits all. So many organizations will say, okay, this is the leadership. We're doing this one workshop, but everyone's having to lead the same way, but that's not how we operate. Everything is becoming more and more personalized. And when you speak to these personalized methods of how everyone communicates and works together, what you see is that people get so much more engaged because it's speaking to them. I love that. You said transparency. So that's personalization really hooks into all this stuff, quote unquote, stuff around empathy and vulnerability and collaborating in the sense of I see my role in this. Yep. And that's where intersectionality comes in. Those Gen Zs with focusing on intersectionality. Where is that person coming from? And this is why they're bringing that perspective and seeking to learn that. And I think that's so beautiful. Rather than making an assumption, asking. I think that's just the coolest thing that you're starting to see in the workplace, especially with this younger generation. How would you like to be referred to? Simple question. Oh, how do you self-identify? I'm Pakistani-American. That question never came up before. People would assume they'd start speaking to me in Spanish. And I'm like, I speak Spanish, but I'm not Hispanic. Oh, that's hilarious, right? That's the difference now. You go in these meetings and people will go around and just be like, how would you like to be spoken to? How do you identify? Just to better understand where you're coming from rather than making an assumption. And I think that's a really cool place that we're going. It is. Can I use your tools to figure out if I have like a team of 10, how each of my 10 team members creates energy? Absolutely. So I have a values assessment that I have on my website. And I always do that first because I want to understand what does each person value. And then I do the energy leadership assessment with them because I want to energize their values. So when I get to do that, it's so fun because it's like all of a sudden they start leading their life with their values and you make confident decisions. Anyone who has like challenge making decisions, as soon as you align your values to your energy, you are able to make confident decisions and quickly because you say I'm in alignment with my values. And people don't realize that until they actually get that on paper or actually look at that and say, okay, this is how I lead. This is what is important to me. This is great. So where are we going to be able to find you and this assessment? My business is called Energetic Impact. And so it's energeticimpact.com and sign up and you'll get everything. (laughs) Just reach out anytime. I have love working with clients and it's easy to find and (laughs) reach out. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, Rebecca. It's been a pleasure. I don't know if we've ever interviewed someone with eight siblings <laughs> or, or they haven't told us, but that is just amazing. You must have had a lot of energy to keep it together in that family, or it must have just been a whole heck of a lot of fun. So, okay, so thank you so much, Rebecca. Thanks for letting us with information how we can find you. Energeticimpact.com, two words that both give me a lot of energy. Thank you, Ginny, for co hosting. And I want to ask our listeners, if you've loved this podcast, go ahead, give us five stars. I hope it's provided you a lot of energy. Share this energy with your family, your friends, your colleagues, and we will see you next time on our next episode of Team Anywhere. Anywhere.